As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. Welcome back to another holiday special of Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Yay! Santa's here! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Yay! Get the shotgun! No. <laughs> Oh, skeet, skeet. No. Bitch tries to steal my cookies. <laughs> Yo, he's he's been dipping his... Uh... No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, you're not doing that. All right. <laughs> What's up, guys? And welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Thank you so much for coming by for our uh, semi-holiday special. This one feels not as Christmassy or holiday uh, vibes as as our previous ones because we're running out of fucking movies to do, you know? <laughs> There's really not that many. And sometimes, you know, we can watch some of these, like, really terrible ones, you know? But we just wanted to kind of watch something a little bit different. This year, the end of this year has been like, hey, let's really go outside the outskirts of horror a little bit and kind of go into the thriller section it seems like right like or like sci-fi or right and these movies fit that category correct so i mean they're definitely within horror because the th- the themes of them are dark mm-hmm. one of them super dark and which one is that the super dark times <laughs> from, <laughs> from 2017, 2017 yeah and then <laughs> But yeah, the other one is The Children from 2008. So we watched that one first, of course. I I am very particular about how we watch these things in order because oftentimes a lot of horror movies will bite off each other. Right. So when we pick similar or kind of similar themes, I always like to go for the one that came first. And then we do the second one, which is the latest one, I should say. Mm -hmm. That way we avoid any kind of like weird wiring rewiring in our brain you know right. what i mean mm-hmm. so you can watch them both of them there and uh you know follow along with us if you'd like obviously we'll do our spoiler free review first and actually this is the last podcast of the year yes this is actually for the the next three weeks i'm going to be pounding horror movies like i did your mother and uh oh my god <laughs> Where am I? I'm sorry. I just had to throw something in there. You know, look, we do this off the cuff. We don't write this shit down, okay? A lot of podcasts like to write down their shit. I I just like, you know, free free ball. That's what I like to do. Mm -hmm. And it shows. Yes, it does. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. That's my space. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I like to have a co-host because I can bounce off of them a lot easier instead of just talking to myself. You know? Right. But if you do enjoy me talking to myself, well, there's always YouTube, <laughs> which I'll be doing uh, some Christmas movies, some movies that you might want to check out. I'm thinking about doing a, a three movies to check out for the holidays and then also doing a couple reviews for um, uh, the holidays as well, whether they be good or bad. I'm going to do reviews of them the Christmas holiday horror movies like we got that one that's something in the barn or whatever uh-huh uh, there's another one called uh Santa isn't real and then the nightmare on 43rd street or something like that I might do all three of those we should do it one a week you know just till well not maybe not one a week but f- over the next couple of weeks right you better because hurry no one's up. gonna want to watch them after Christmas exactly. uh, or the holidays in general better so. hurry up <laughs> I've been doing a lot of videos behind the scenes um uh not not like putting them up yet so I've been like stockpiling them I record them and then I go back and I do like editing for them and I pop them up as I go so mm-hmm. uh, we got some more stuff coming out physical media as well as uh, some new films so be on the lookout for that if you see it please give it a like because some of the some of the physical media I don't know what it is. And it's it's like I'm gonna do it anyway because I like doing it. I don't really care if it gets that many views, but it's really it's really kind of disheartening when I did like Calamity of Snakes. Mm-hmm. And that one's like gotten the lowest number of views. And I think YouTube does not like unearthed. Literally. Right. Anytime I do one of their videos, the only video that has never gotten uh, uh like bothered with like demonetization or them giving me low uh, reach or anything is the first August underground movie weird. And it's weird because that's a nasty ass movie, right? But the other ones have all like blocked it. It's so weird, Mm -hmm. but I don't mind because I think, you know, I like covering a wide swath of different types of movies. Mm -hmm. So it's not always just shock for me. It just so happens that I got a bunch of shock movies in the mail. So that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I try to give a little bit for everybody. I think some people feel like they need to watch each of these. No, this is just whatever fits your bill, whatever you like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So also, you guys are going to want to check out the new interview. I got it coming up sometime this week. It's going to be an interview with John Ainsley from the movie Do Not Disturb. No, not the Netflix movie, the horror movie that is about some cannibals, some lovers and a whole lot of drugs. <laughs> it really is. But yeah, I did an interview with the director, writer, creator, John Ainsley. So definitely check that out. But I do appreciate the support on the YouTube. So that's what I'm really trying to say here in a long-winded way, because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why I do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> to get it all out. <laughs> but um, yeah, how have you been? What's going on, Christina? How are your holidays so far? Are you excited for our break? I can't believe it's even December. Yes, I am excited for the break. I'm making her watch my top 20. Pretty much as much as I possibly can get her to watch. Okay, maybe I'm gonna try because she doesn't do the top. She she doesn't have any movies. She doesn't have enough time as I do. Right, and you've watched a lot. I have watched quite a bit, but I still have like 30, 40 movies to watch. Plus, I have to rewatch. Right. It's it's insane. It's is that be, all? Is that all you've been up to? It's literally gonna be wake up in the morning, watch three movies, and then try to take a nap, watch three movies, mm-hmm. go back to bed. Three movies, three movies. It's just like that every day. Right. For the next God knows how long, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm trying to get as much as I possibly can get done here. So, but yeah, 
So we hope you guys have a great holiday season. Sorry, we've been doing this every year for the most part because it seems like it's better to like prepare for the 2023, top 2023 films of the year. So definitely. Which is, which is what we'll come back with. Yeah, that takes a lot of work. So if you if you see it, please make sure you support that episode. I'm also probably going to do like my top 10 on the YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Just as a, you That's know, a good idea. or yeah. top five or something like that. And be you like, should. hey, if you want to check out 15 more movies, go check out our podcast. Because, I'm, you know, it's hard to get people to listen to a podcast when they're used to using video. <laughs> and it's hard to get people to use video when they are just used to listening to podcasts. Right. So it's a weird, really uh, boundary. But it's just, you know. It's, it's a, too much content, I know. Yeah, it's too much. And. You know, it's it just I I don't even listen to as many podcasts as I Look, used to. Look, you guys to, have to do it. Just changed. you there is no choice in the matter, okay? Yeah, I, I command you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but no, what's going on, Christina? Like uh what's our plans? Like what are we going to do? Like uh, you're going to be understanding while uh Christmas is well, around? I'm working. I'm going to be working this whole time. So right, but we're we're going to see your parents we and We don't stuff. do Christmas, you know, things. Uh yeah, we're going to go see my parents and then we got family coming over christmas eve yeah that's oh we got it. a couple of movies that we're watching for ourselves like uh scrooge this year always christmas eve oh always oh yeah well i missed it last year i think no you didn't you went with patrick remember oh that's right we saw it in the theater yeah you saw it in the theater ha <laughs> <laughs> that's right it was the year before though that i missed it oh is it i think so it's okay i i don't need to watch that <laughs> plus we probably watch christmas vacation with your family yeah and it's a wonderful life. I like that one too. Yeah, that one's a weird one. That one I didn't like for many years. Well, I liked it. Well, it's because it's kind of slow and it's really long, especially for a black and white movie. Yeah, but I really like it though. Like ever since we watched it that one time in yeah. black and white at your parents' house. Yeah, it's a great movie. Right, I it like really, really got into it. Sometimes you got to force yourself into these situations. Like you know, I'm not saying that like House on Haunted Hill, the original, is bad. But once I forced myself to sit there and watch it at your parents' house when I had no choice because <laughs> they don't really have many channels or anything, you know, right. I was like, oh, you know, this is actually really good. <laughs> this <laughs> and, is why people liked it. So right. Much. Well, no, I mean, it's. It, I don't know if it was House on Haunted Hill, but you know, it's just one of those things. You yeah. know, like. Sometimes you really got to put yourself in a situation. It's amazing how you can come back to a movie that you didn't like and be like, oh, man, this is my new favorite movie now. Right. It's just how like like uh, what was that uh, comic book that was really popular about the darker version of uh, like uh, superheroes what? and stuff? Oh, Brightburn? No. Watchmen? N- Watchmen. That one was a sleeper hit for a lot of people. Well, yeah, because the the expectation was way too high. Well, and then I, I, when I don't it think came as out, many people, people didn't like it. I don't think as many people who were fans of the books. I think there was a lot of people that liked that read read the books, but I don't think I think the majority of society had no idea what it was. Right. And regardless of if there was a history to it with books, the population of people did not like that movie right away because it came out at weird time when we had just gotten like Batman or something like that. Oh yeah, Batman Begins. Batman, no, it was it was the Joker one. I think it was right after. Oh, that. Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was like kind of like the the standard holder right yeah. there for a lot for of a like time. mainstream. I'm not saying like indie or you know. Right. So when when Watchmen came out, I feel like it was like one of those movies that just kind of missed a lot of people because they were expecting a certain vibe. But then when I went back, because I felt that way, I was like, oh, it's like a six and a half. 
Now I go back, I watch the director's cut, and I'm like, dude, I love this movie. It reminds me of, remember when everyone hated the Evil Dead remake? The remake from 23. Everyone hated it. Right, now it. everybody loves it's, it, Yeah, and now course. it's like the best movie well, ever. I think that's just society because we don't really realize it, you know, because a lot of the youth that watched that movie, that was their first Evil Dead. Right, and so now So when they got older, later, they're more vocal now, so yeah. we can hear that. That's why that happened. It's just funny how information passes around. But anyway, I think it might be that time. Oh, what time is it? Horse shots! No, Christina really wanted to do a shot. I was almost not in the mood because I was just ready to record. <laughs> and we do these things half-ass last minute sometimes, and we did that one today. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know, like we're doing a lot of stuff. But she just got off work like... 10 minutes ago. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and then now I'm fucking like, I was like doing all my notes and trivia and stuff. So we decided to make this off of the movie Super Dark Times, and uh, we're calling this one A Sugar and Spice and Everything Knife. Huh. As in a sword? I, I, I don't know. We're trying to be clever. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's a knife or a sword in the movie Super Dark Times. So you'll figure it out. But we have three-fourths shot of whiskey, and it's a quarter shot mint schnapps. Correct. You sure? It took a while to get that one Shut out. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, uh, cheers to stabbing people in the neck. Cheers. Oh, I'm scared. Whew. Yeah, the whiskey kind of... Oh, it burns. <laughs> the whiskey busted through on that one. Oh, yeah, it did. I should have put more of the mint in. Yeah. I, I, whew. Oh, my God. It almost tastes like black velvet, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's got that. I thought this was supposed to be the good whiskey, and it tastes like black velvet. <laughs> it's actually pretty good, but it probably tastes like black velvet because of the, the extra stuff we put in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you would like to... Oh. <laughs> All you have to do is go to longlidthevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of our holiday season episode called The Children from 2008 and Super Dark Times from 2017. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. So, Christina, kick it off. The Children was released December 8th, 2008, just in time for Christmas. Hey, what do you know? A relaxing Christmas vacation. We're literally a day away from when that movie came out, like on the day. But, no, it would have been last week. No, December 8th. It is December 9th. 9th. So that's December 8th. Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Okay. What I would it have been a week ago? Where well, because this, because this is getting posted on Monday... That's what people are listening. It's to, it's two days. That's not a week. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> a a relaxing Christmas vacation turns into a terrifying fight for survival as the children begin to turn on their parents. Oh my god. Tagline: 
you brought them into this world. <laughs> they will take you out. <laughs> oh, they will take so, you out. Yeah, that's, that's so funny to me. That's fantastic. That's a really good one. That's the line. I brought oh them my god! Them, you know Who I mean? thought of that? Oh that's, my god! That's brilliant. Literally, we hear all the taglines for all these movies, and that's like one of the best. And it's the only one. <laughs> I brought you into this, this world. world. Now you, you will take they me will out. Take them out. Yeah, no. <laughs> you brought them into this world. Now they're going to take you out. <laughs> Written and directed by Tom Shankland. He also did a movie called The Killing Gene from 2007 in lots of TV, including... Boy, his stories don't fall fall far from the apple tree there, huh? Uh, lots of t- he's done a lot of TV, including The Serpent TV series and Punisher, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. Also, this was written by Paul Andrew Williams. Mm-hmm. He also wrote The Cottage from 2008. Intruder from 2014 and Bull from 2021, starring Eva Berthistle. Berthistle, who plays Elaine, one of the moms. Uh, she was in Reverb from 2008, The Daisy Chain, Imagine Me and You from 2005. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping Something is trying to get out of me. Yeah, it's her child. Oh my god! It's her inner child. She's birthing Holy her shit. child. Holy shit! What the fuck? Was How that? disgusting! That was Christy. disgusting. Please don't leave that in, please. I'm leaving it in. We also have S- Stephen Campbell. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, centered. We also have. <laughs> I'm afraid it's gonna happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, guys. Stephen Campbell Moore, who plays Jonah. He was in Season of the Witch TV series. He was in Downtown Abbey, the movie. Downtown? You mean downtown? No, not downtown. It's downtown. Downtown. Downton. Down- yeah, Abbey, the movie from 2019. And he was in Moonwalkers from 2015. Oh, that's the. Uh, that's a really good movie. We yeah. have that. That's the one with. Uh, the musicians. No. What? Isn't it about uh, David Bowie or something? No, it's I about... Um, who was the guy that was in City of the Lost Children? Ron Perlman, okay, is like a guy, he's like a... I don't know what it is, but this young kid who was in Harry Potter, the red-haired kid, mm-hmm. he plays a producer who's supposed to produce a, a, a video of Wait, isn't the it moon ed- landing. Oh, And right. it's like, it's, a, it's all about like how... What's his name was supposed to do the moon landing? Um, uh, Kurdrick. Kubrick. Kubrick. Yeah. And it's really funny. It's right. kind of like done in that way. Where's that movie where the guy goes on tour with that band and he's like a, a journalist and he has this like amazing time? I don't remember. Do you remember who I'm talking about? What that movie I'm talking about? It was like mm-hmm. some 70s band and they like go on tour together. Right. And it's like this like epic docu-series kind of story like The Doors or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It's really funny. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We have Jeremy Sheffield. Who plays Robbie? He was in The Wedding Date from 2005, Creep from 2004, and the Merlin TV series. We have Rachel Shelley, who plays Chloe. Uh, she was in Lagan, Once Upon a Time in India, 2001, Blank, 2022, and the L TV series she was Lesbian. in. Lesbian. That's the word, isn't it? It's the L word, Alex. Yeah, what right. else would it be? Loser. <laughs> um, wow. We have Hannah Tone Tone. Toynton. Toynton. 
who plays Casey. She was in Penny Dreadful. She was in Minutes Past Midnight from 2016. Good anthology, by the way. Young, High, and Dead from 2018. I have no budget on this movie, but it did gross $1.3 million. Wow. Yeah. And what do you think about the children, Alex? Was this the first time watch for you? No, I've seen it before. I remember not liking it as much the first time I saw it, though. That's the interesting thing, is that I actually really liked it a little bit more this time. And I think it's a pretty decent film. I would have liked to see a lot more occurrences going on, but I think the performances of the kids are not easy to do. Like, getting the kids to act a certain way to feel this ominous sort of thing is something you really got to think out as a filmmaker. And also, as an editor, you have to come up with ways to kind of create a sort of atmosphere that... It's also safe for the the real life Well, yeah, it's safe for the kids. It doesn't make them freaked out. And you also have to make it for the viewer so that they go on this sort of, like, unnerving ride because you don't want... The last thing you want is to look like kids are having, like, a tickle fight, you know, on the floor with with fake knives. Like that one movie we watched with the the children who were attacking from the 70s oh yeah <laughs> suffer the little children yeah, yeah yeah that they were laughing and shit it was funny well that had a lot more gore than this one though <laughs> well, yeah it was independent but i really like i wish they would have showed a little bit more gore in this one that would have been a little bit better for me but they do cut away a little bit as if to you know f- have better taste than i do probably (laughs) but you know me i just want to see a shotgun go straight to a child's chest and throw him back 50 yards (laughs) but that's just me it's not i want that a real kid to be hurt i just want that in my movies right (laughs) if a real kid got hurt like that i'd be in tears dude (laughs) but otherwise i'm a sick fuck so anyway back to the children 2008 um, I have seen better films that do the children thing. Um, you know, it's it's always kind of a mixed bag with that kind of thing. I think there's that other movie where there is like the guys, like the girl and the girl. Uh, no, the girl and the guy, they go on like a like a honeymoon vacation to the islands or something. And then like the kids go crazy. Oh, and they like take over the town. Yeah, there's like two movies like that. There's mm-hmm. one that's like back from like really old. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that's newer that was done by this guy in a, in a luchador mask, which right. is really weird. Um, nobody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody does, but maybe people don't care enough for that movie. <laughs> but, you know, this, those are the ones I would compare it to, like, um, you know. But I think this one does a, a fairly decent job. And uh, I just wish I would have seen a little bit more, like, I don't know, like kids making you feel uncomfortable. They do a good job of making them sort of, like, look like they're communicating with each other. And, like, like they're on the they're in on the kill, so to speak, literally. You know, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Right. What that phrase is? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, there is a couple of moments in the film that were a little unbelievable. You know, there's, you know, family members like doing stuff to other family members. But then they had the forethought that other family members wouldn't do that to their other family members. So it's hard to explain because essentially what happens is, is that, and this is no spoilers, don't worry. Two families of two sisters go to a cottage in the middle of nowhere to basically celebrate Christmas together. And they have a lot of offspring and and kids and stuff. And they they start to get sick and things start going downhill pretty quickly and accidents start piling up. And uh, till the, the, the end where pretty much everybody is just uh, in a frantic panic and or dead. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I really, I, I think it's pretty solid, though. Like, I feel like this is like a 7 out of 10. 
you know, maybe a 6.5 for some people, but I think generally around that area, it's a decent film. If you want to watch some killer kid movies, which never really nail it, you know, in my opinion, it's not a bad watch, you know, like I I would check it out. I think I would watch this again sometime in the future. I wouldn't be eager to see it in the next two years, but I would still want to check it out. I would still like to own it, actually, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Um not the creepiest kid killing movie, I think. I, I, I just, there's scenes in other movies that are more creepy than this. I, I think that's what I'm getting the comparison and confusion from. Oh, you're comparing too much. You're like In the Mouth of Madness has a creepy kid scene that was really good too. Um, there's a couple other movies that do it really well too, but um, yeah, not bad. I like the dichotomy of the Christmas spirit and kids killing. You know, I don't think that they really nailed that Christmas spirit thing very well. I think, I think, I, I think feel like it, they could have. I think it was in between Christmas and New Year's. So that might oh, be why. Oh, it was just after, yeah. Yeah, they met up just after Christmas. Right, but it was Christmas time. That's why we picked this movie. It's, it's technically a Christmas it's film. It's a holiday wonderland, a holiday horror film. But they're also British, so I don't know. Culturally, maybe they have some sort of different thing, you know, mm-hmm. how they celebrate, you know. But it didn't remind me of Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's a moderately decent one. The kills are okay, and some of the uh, situations are actually better than that. I think it's just creepy in general. Some of you, you will probably be like, just kick it down the stairs, you know? But <laughs> but you're going to remember, this is their child, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So the fact that it's like close to the entire family, I think was pivotal in this movie being good, mm-hmm. is that you? It is, it is kind of a dilemma. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, hey, do I kill my sister's kid that I love? Like, why would this child kill, like, even know how to kill? Right. Because, like, you know, if you had a a sibling and they had kids, if your sibling passed away, you would probably end up taking care of those kids. And that's how every family typically, you know, I'm not saying every family is, but typically that's kind of like the, the, I don't want to say pecking order, but caring, careful. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's your grandparents, you know what I mean, if you can't figure that out. Right. So, you know, you're going to care about these kids somehow. So I think that that actually worked in this movie fairly decent. Mm -hmm. Although some of the the wishy-washiness in the movie was a little underwhelming. Mm -hmm. It didn't really, for me, pan out. But, But one of the family members is gleefully just like knocking the kids around. So for those of you who have any doubts, just like put all your put all your weight behind that character. They'll just do whatever they want, you know, and you'll. Yeah. Kill that motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, what about you, Christina? Oh, well, I mean, gosh, who doesn't want to watch a children kill people and then also watch murderous children get killed? But it's like what you said with the dilemma. It was like the, yeah. you know. Well, the that's the whole the point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But something you didn't mention, which I really liked and enjoyed, was the camera work in this movie. And there were a lot of like, like odd shots, which is weird to have when, you know, drones weren't even like invented then. So to get these shots, I thought that was kind of cool. Okay. Okay. Fair like, enough. Especially because the layout and with the snow and with the white and then there's blood on the snow, like that's kind of stuff. I vaguely that remember really them cool. doing a lot of close up shots and I'm, I'm particularly not always set on that. They did do a lot of handheld, handheld yeah, there was work. There was a really cool shot. Uh, there was an above where the mom was like wandering and looking for the kid and they they shot this like whole it was probably like three minutes of her just oh. walking from above and them just showing it from the butt above and you can see the blood like um you know 
screwed screwed that is screwed. something i really like in horror movies is that blood really looks great on the oh, snow it looks great in snow that's yeah. why i like a uh, fuck what's that goddamn name? 30 days a night mm. yes because it's alaska and it's eh. snow and, and there's vampires i have issues with those movies though man anyway like, but those children were fucking creepy like they didn't show much gore but you can see like they really made them act creepy but whenever there was anything violent going on you could you could tell it was like a like the back of a doll or something like that <laughs> which i mean i mean that's kind of hard not to notice but i mean that's what you have to do because i don't even think they could make movies like well, there this was, anymore there was, i was gonna say because there's one scene where there's a kid like in some glass that i was like holy shit how did they do that? Yeah, you but know? that was, yeah, that was. It might have been an accident because a lot of times when you see those scenes in movies, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got in big trouble for that one. So, right. Yeah. And I like too, there was a whole conversation with the dads and they were talking about viruses and stuff before. Right. Which. Holy shit. Does that, isn't that crazy? I like, know. It's like. If you ever want to know what the world was like before this pandemic. Yeah, exactly. And how we actually treated. Yeah. The, these t- yeah. type of things. Like. Yeah. The, you can I, listen to that guy talk. I was I, thinking that. Yeah. I was like, oh, he has no idea. Yeah. I'm like, he has no idea what's coming. He's like, well, of course we would shut down the schools and everything. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, shut up, bitch. You don't know what the fuck is coming, all right? <laughs> it's too close to home. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, they really like I liked I liked it because they really went for it too. Like from the beginning, I mean, you know, there was a little bit of character development in there. You know, because, you know, they had to establish themselves as a family and then their sisters and, you know, that kind of stuff. So that was cool. And then, of course, you have to have the angsty teen, the angsty teens in there and then the perverted uncle. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's uh, fucking pointless. Wait, the daughter is straight up fucking Avril Lavigne. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was it? 2007. 2008. Yeah. So it's totally that time. Totally emo scene girl shit. Yeah, It was a little bit later for her. But, you know, she was still popping out songs. Right. Right. But I enjoyed this film. I gave it a 7 out of 10, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it. It, it kind of got better as it went on a little bit. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, once they started getting better, once they started killing the kids. <laughs> <laughs> once they started realizing. I, the only bad thing about this movie, and this is why I'm a little wavery on that 7 points, is that it doesn't show the gore as much. There is. It didn't need to. You can see it. There, didn't need to. It did. Uh, they do show some of it, but yeah. I just I wanted to see the first kill. Right. And I think that would have been more impactful on the movie if they actually showed it. But they kind of what they wanted to do is be like, no, that didn't really happen. Everything would be no, fine. No, they didn't. What they focused on instead was the mom crying over her husband. Right. I understand. That, that's what they did instead well, maybe that's of watching in- his his face get cut open. Well, it's like the whole thing about like you know like um, like in Pontypool, they never really show you the stuff that's happening. There's a thing that happens inside right. a couple of times, but it's because they don't. It's it's almost they were kind of going for that secondhand horror, right? Which I don't I don't want to say it, like secondhand is in bad. I mean like second delay, right? So anyway, the cutaways, which is fine with me with this movie. I don't need to see that. They had some gore though that I recall. It's just yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we do have some trivia on this movie. Um, not a lot because they're really wasn't that much to go by um i tried finding anything on this even interviews and stuff like that and to be honest the only thing i could find was like legit straight up reviews and things like that so um 
I guess I could have spent more time and found something, but I found a couple of cool things that you might like. But if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you can actually go to Shutter right now and watch the film and uh, see what you think of the film. And then maybe uh, if we were on on the point or not, uh, if it's something that you would watch again or not. Christina's usually pretty judgmental when it comes to yes, films. Yes, I am. If I'm bored, one star. <laughs> and I'm kind of like the opposite of that, as some people say anyway, but... Um, but yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So Casey's tattoo. Did you recognize the, the, the picture? Fetus? Yes. The fetus? Yeah, I did. Did you? Did it seem familiar? Yes, because there was a very big album that came out with that on the cover. Well, in 2007? Yeah. What was that? It's you. What? Will you just fucking tell me? I hate um, it when you try to sing and it's, it's all working. Sigaro. Who the fuck is that? It's the band from Iceland that was, uh, they did a Degatus uh, Bajan. Oh, it's an Icelandic, sorry, band. Okay. Called Sigaro. It was like a really popular album. It was like what made them stars. And that was the album cover? That was the album cover oh, okay. with the, the thing on it. Okay. And that came out around that time. So, oh, okay. Obviously, probably had a lot more pool in like Europe. Right. But they did blow up in America. I remember when the CD came out because they had it on one of those listening stations. And at the time I was in like weird shit. So I was like, oh, this is actually kind of like melodic and, (laughs) you know. Icelandic. I'm not saying it's bad. I I just, you know, a lot of people don't like that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But I did. Right. I think it was also in, what was that other band that was really popular? It was like Synthwave before Synthwave. M23, M81, M83? M83, yeah. That was around that same time, too. Yeah, it was. That was like where they were calling it electronica, Mm -hmm. almost. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, interesting just point to make out. Um, The snow in the film was artificial, if you didn't notice. Oh, so it's Arizona snow. Yeah, no. They they had a company come in and spray it everywhere. (laughs) I noticed it. That's why I said it's Arizona snow. So they were probably like... It's artificial. They they were probably sweating in that shit. Yeah, probably because they had their coats and. Although you did see her air, her breath in the the greenhouse. Oh, maybe maybe that was in a set. No, I bet you it was. It's England, so you don't really. Uh-huh. They probably just wasn't any snow on the ground, and they just wanted it to have a white. You uh-huh. know, you can't just. Hey, this year we're gonna have snow on the ground. You can't just lay it out there like that. It happened, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's pretty much all I have, all the stuff I have for this one. I know that sucks, but that's that's the most I got. But we do have some scenes that we can talk about that I think is, you know, I'm pretty detailed in my notes here about a lot of the scenes that happen in this movie. Oh, then why don't you go ahead? Um, you don't want to go first? No. Okay. That way we can start. She's from like, the so that obviously Christina didn't do a very heavy job on her nose. <laughs> she should see the look on her face. Well, Alex, <laughs> let me tell you then. So when they were sitting at the table. All right, stop. All them, you don't have to prove yourself now. Jesus yes, Christ. Yes, I do. It's just me making it's a joke. Stupid ass comments. <laughs> anyway, so um, you start to see signs of the of the kids kind of like acting uh, poorly, you know, and it's a. Uh, when they first got there. Yeah, it's like they the one of the kids is throwing up and she thinks he got car sickness. 
which you can easily write off. But if you notice, all the vomit in the movie has the same sort of like white, white yeah. with like green specks or something in it. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they, but they obviously reused that puke for every person because it was the same <laughs> speckled color. Slime you know? ball. It was like eggshell. <laughs> so like real eggshell, like an ostrich. It or looked something. like mucus. Yeah, it was well. She put her hand in it a couple of times. The the Avril Lavigne chick, mm-hmm. um, the daughter. Yeah, at the end, Casey. That's right. But uh, she. One of the first things that happens is one of the kids like scratches the mom's face because she keeps saying this stupid thing. I wanted to scratch your face, so I was like, "All right, go, go, kid." About the gold star. The, yeah, the Miranda Where chick. Get you gold star. She scratches her face, right? Yeah. And then she goes upstairs. Like, she, this is the thing that you they don't really explain in the movie, but you kind of sort of put together is that the youngest kids are affected first, which is this is how it works when a virus is loose. It, right. it affects the ones that are the youngest or the their immune systems are yeah the, fully the, the, the immune systems. But you would think that the the younger would have higher immune systems than the older, honestly. Right. But. You know, for the sake of this movie, it is younger, get affected faster. Obviously, they're smaller, so the virus is X amount of whatever mm-hmm. speed. It affects the kids first. Then it affects the, 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 the higher-up kid, and then maybe even further, because by the end of the movie, they sort of allude to it again, because you see the same colored puke come from Casey. Mm-hmm. But there was like she was like freaking out about the little kids, and they were just sitting there looking at her. They, I think she they hissed at her at one point in time, like yeah, <laughs> which I thought was really cool. Like I don't know, I don't know if they actually did that because it's just a sound, like in the tent. Remember when she's hiding in the tent and then one right. of the kids is like, <laughs> it's like Jesus, dude. Like, one of put, your kids is feral. Put it in a cage. Yeah, <laughs> just throw it down the hill. Put it in the cage. That's where they belong. So I love how they orchestrate how the father's head gets fucking scratched off with the fucking. The yeah. like rake, right? Not a rake, but is it was like a it's like a plant, it's like a hoe thing. It's like a plant digger. It's like yeah. the three prong plant digger that you go into the garden with, right? And dig deep out and pull up. It's to get like uh, weeds and stuff like that out, right? Loose. But the, the kids led. I liked how the kids led the dad outside, and I liked that shot because they were like they were zooming in on the kids' faces, because like they were talking to each other, right? But we couldn't hear what they were saying, but they knew what they were saying, and then they pan onto like the sled and like all this other stupid little shit. So one of the kids like guides the dad up on the the hill, and then all of a sudden there's the sled. Oh, the dad's like, oh, maybe I should get on the sled. So. <laughs> then he's like oh he gets on the sled instead of having the kid get on the sled because usually when you're a parent you want your kid to do that shit but anyway so the dad gets on the sled slides down the hill the other kid is pulling a another a, sled another sled and, and the, like right in front of him on purpose yeah so the little hand hand prong thing yeah. pops the claw and he's like oh he's like, i don't ah. know where it scratched the top of his head or something and like scalped him because yeah. you can see this little flap <laughs> on his head and he was like holding his throat or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so what it the must fuck. have hit his throat too. But again, they didn't see it, so we don't exactly know what completely happened to him. You feel kind of bad for him though, although they do kind of make him out to be like a, a creepy a creepy ooh. uncle, yeah. yeah. Because he's like kind of flirting with the uh the teenager the, the old niece, eldest, yeah, the niece. Teenage niece. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But and she's anyway. like laying into it too. She was like, "All right, cool. Yeah." Yeah. And they even joke about it on the phone when she calls her friends. Her friends, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that was the first one, and the mom's like freaking out. And yeah, the, everyone starts freaking out. Everyone, not everyone. The dad was acting. The, the other, the other dad, dad. He was, was just it, like whatever. Even though one of the other kids at that moment took a knife and and cut him, like like cut him. Right when the dad got his head, yeah, yeah. Like they all come running in and they cut his arm. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck? And it, it didn't like trigger the dad. Oh, it was an accident. No kid would do that to me. I'm his dad. Mar, mar, mar. So it was dumb. He should have hit it because he, he beat that other kid for a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Remember the kid pushed the sled down and he was like, fuck you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Nothing like a <laughs> corporal punishment in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, spanking for kids i think uh, if you're not in a, if you're in england you probably don't know that i don't think they call it that yeah i don't know that's what they called but, it here in the 80s right corporal punishment i don't know when you're when your parents were allowed a stranger to spank your child oh like at school and stuff yeah yeah did you ever get spanked uh not by my school oh. my, by my dad uh fuck yeah no i'm talking like strangers no yeah, I had the principal and the vice principal spank me a lot when I was in elementary well, school. Well, figures. Because I was ADD, so they didn't know how to handle it. They were like, oh, he's, he's slow. Is there something wrong let's with his brain? Be- let's beat it out of him. Yeah, that's pretty much how the <laughs> fuck they did, dude. Goddamn boobers. Yeah, like... <laughs> dude, the fucking teachers are fucking brutal, too. Like, I don't know what the hell. Like, they, they, they were like, well, time for a spanking. And they had a paddle and shit. And then there was like this debate whether or not parents should would should allow that during that time. Yeah. And then they stopped doing oh, it. Oh, they started voting on it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were because vo- that's why they called it corporal punishment. Yeah. There yeah, was supposed to be on regulations bills. on why you could or allow thing. But that's just weird, you know? Like having well, now, somebody else yeah, spank your child is kind of weird. I don't get it. I kind of I kind of liked it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> God. <laughs> they, they, I grow up to be into spanking now because they did that to me. Oh you know that God. that'll teach you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Go ahead, spank me, officer. <laughs> What's that, Mrs. Walgreens employee? Would you like to spank me? Oh my God! I'm sorry, I don't have the appropriate change. <laughs> oh my God! You're out of control. Role play with like random strangers. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Bobby Lee from Bad Friends. Uh-huh. Bobby Lee is always doing shit like that. He always makes up stories. Right. And then doesn't tell people it's a joke. Like right. that that's so they how, take him serious. Right. Like <laughs> I used to do that with my friends and then I forgot. Like I told, you know, Patrick, I told him that I was like, Hey, you gotta be careful saying what you say around him because he's gay, dude. You shouldn't say that about <laughs> oh, D nice. And then he was like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. He was like, I wasn't like really being serious. I was like, yeah, I know that. But he may not know that. And I never told him again it was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. And I forgot. And he thought he was gay the whole time. Dude, he that's really you, did. Oh, my God. That's why so you Patrick do shit like that. Patrick thought he was gay for three years. And then, oh, my <laughs> God. And then here he is marrying a woman. It's Yeah. I, well, I don't know what he... Patrick probably wasn't paying that close attention. Let's be honest. I love you, brother, but... <laughs> but uh, he's not a fucking detective, okay? Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, he was like, dude, Alex, you fucking told me he was gay, dude. I was like, oh, yeah, I, no, I was, was just... Joke. He was like, that was three years ago, <laughs> dude. I was like, my bad, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
Horrible. And my other friend was like, what the fuck, Alex? They got really mad at me for that. Oh, I wonder why. I didn't mean to. I just forgot because I was probably high or like it was like late at night and I was drunk or Goddamn something. kids. Anyway. Sorry, we're, this is the Derail Podcast. You're welcome. Everybody's like, God, what a piece of shit this guy is. So I, I'm going to tell you one of my scenes. So the kids go out. They like they run into the woods. Oh, so the mom. I'm the, high. Yeah, you are high. That's why. We are high. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so mom or, or the mom, the aunt that's visiting, you know, she goes looking for her kid and the kid lures her up onto a, a jungle gym. Oh, that was weird. Right? Yeah. The little gauge kid. Yeah. Like, no fear, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Him. He like lures her up there and she's trying to like get him off the, the jungle gym and he keeps scooting back. So she keeps going forward and, you know, it's icy out. So it's slippery. So right. she fucking slips and she breaks her like calf. Her calf like oh, snaps her, in half. Her shin snaps in half. Oh, the shin. The shin snaps in half. Yeah. <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah. So then Casey, the, the teenage daughter, comes and grabs her and they, they go into the house and then the dad pops back in. So the dad thinks it's Casey who's who's doing all this. The dad thinks Casey's killing everybody. So the dad grabs Casey and then throws her in a room. Locks her in a room, right? And then... Um, yeah, and she's it, like, Dad, what the fuck? Yeah, and then... The little Leah, or no, no Miranda, no, no, no. Miranda, the blonde-haired. No, the mom, he goes to the mom and and was like, I'm leaving you here because you deserve this. This is all your fault. You deserve this. I yeah, was like, what the what fuck? the fuck, bro? Yeah, what an asshole, Yeah, dude. and then he grabs Miranda, the little girl, and throws her in the car and they drive off. Well, he like beat that kid, too, so you knew he was kind of a little off. Yeah, something was wrong, yeah. Um, oh yeah, he beat he beat the kid. Yeah, before all of this was going on. Right, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like you could see the had like a hair trigger on some. Yeah, things. so weird. Um, but it also made me think there was a subplot going on to where he gave one of the kids the virus to see what would happen. Yeah, because they were talking about it quite a bit. It's yeah, a and he was like a, he was like a scientist or something. So yeah, in my well, mind, I was like this fucker. But then I was like, well, if he he gave the kids a virus, then he would know he wouldn't be. If acting he's like in that. on it, it would involve him being covered in snow, popping out a window at like really high speeds. <laughs> right. Exactly. So he, so. I know exactly. And then yeah, we find out. Oh, he wasn't into it because he he took the girl and left the mom there. She, so. she attacked him with a crowbar mm-hmm. in the car. That's what you gather because she goes running at the, 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 the... We'll talk about that in a little bit, but anyway. I'm trying to think, oh, when the mom's uh, shin was broken, Lee, uh, Miranda comes down and she's like, I'm riding with daddy. And she pulls the fucking... Oh, that's right. The sticks, the the brace, the shin brace... That they made that for That they her. made for her to keep her leg in, in place. And she just pulls them out and goes with her dad in the car right and that's why we were talking about what happens later with him right um and then so the mom was like okay this is real they are fucking up there's something not right Wrong, yeah and it's like dude you should have fucking realized that a long while ago well like, again i mean would you if it was your own child i wouldn't maybe never necessarily hurt them but i would definitely think something is up i wouldn't like 
want it to be. I would try to tell myself no. Well, that's probably what they were doing. Yeah, well, I don't know. There's a lot of proof there laying around. Yeah, but they weren't there when the, the, the sled thing happened. So, I mean, that could have just been there, an yeah, accident. Yeah, there's, there's an air of doubt. Yeah, yes, of I course. Yeah. That's what you have to do in a movie like this so that it makes sense. Exactly. And it would make sense. I think that's how it would happen. It's plausible, but I think it's a little, it's a, it is a little bit of an ask. Tiny bit. Just so, a tiny okay, bit. so if you were in the house and somebody got hurt sledding why would the father you would leave lock up in the, the middle of fucking like her his wife's leg broken no 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 oh yeah i know that yeah i know that's what i'm talking no, be, about because he was convinced it was casey right but that's what that's I'm saying. why a little out of, out of and control and then he blamed the wife because well, he has he he's a man and okay like, men you don't, don't understand the, these you things. don't have to like uh, uh calm down okay <laughs> <laughs> no i wanted to point out this because there was another scene with the sisters where they get into it with each other and they think that, yeah, like she just immediately believes that that her sister is like a bad person for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I would think that she would have a hard time grasping that because of how close they were. It doesn't really make sense that they would just devolve into that immediately. Well, she does have a teenage brain, so it's not. So maybe she she saw, you know the violence so she didn't want you know she'd rather kill them it's me or them uh, no i just mean like the the she just didn't like the 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 brunette wasn't in it didn't like her sister and it was like blaming her for everything yeah and i just thought that was unbelievable because i don't know they were so close it was like a fucking hallmark goddamn card there's no way that people would, unless they were sick too and that was just the outcome well, casey ended up being sick Right, so maybe they were too. They so, just weren't as affected. Yeah, as affected because they were older, so it was taking a longer time to get through the body. Right, because they kind of allude to that at the end. Like, well, I went to the older daughter now. Yeah. You thought that the cutoff, day, the cutoff was like... Like 10. Where Miranda was, which was <laughs> yeah. like 11 years old. Yeah. And the other kids were like five and six. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so the, the really creepy part when... when uh, oh, Kate that's what I was going to say. Let me tell you, she pulls the thing out of her legs and then she crawls up to the stairs. This is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. And the daughter, Casey, has been locked in the room by her father, who she has already left and is probably laying out in the snow by now. Um, And she comes up and she can't open the door. And so she just kind of leans against it. And then the two nephews come up the stairs, Leah and uh, Nikki. Mm-hmm. And they are like trying to like put stuff because they keep sticking stuff inside of their the people they kill. So like the the uncle had like a a doll stuffed into his stomach and sewed back up. Right. I don't know if you noticed that. In, yeah, I did. In the close up shot, they say, "Mommy, let right. me out, mommy." Yeah, because he was still alive at one point in time. He thought he was dead. Yeah, but they he was, was still alive. alive yeah. yeah, and. uh She's like, they're at the top of the stairs and her sister and the little, the older daughter is like trying to kick the door open. She fucking punches a hole, kicks a hole through the door and pulls the fucking Nikki kid's head down onto the fucking. The uh, wood spike uh, Yeah, thing. dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, no hesitation. Right. She's just like, yep, you're dead now, bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> and it happens so fast. But you could tell the other kid got freaked out and started backing down the stairs. <laughs> Oh shit! The, the 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 little sister, yeah, go, or the little nephew went runs down the stairs because Casey's like you motherfucker, and she's gonna stab her with a knife mm-hmm. because the kid dropped the knife when he got his head spiked, and then she goes chasing the kid down, and the little girl's like, ah, 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 my 
Right. It's, it's all it's all a ruse. It's all fake. But the mom doesn't want her to kill her. Right. Because she's like, no, don't do it. It's just wrong. Yeah, you've already killed enough children today, Casey. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Just gleefully. let this one go. It will be fine. Child killer. <laughs> Forget abortion, you know. <laughs> she gets them after. <laughs> oh my God. It's kidding. So then they get in the car and they start driving. And of course, they run into the dad's car. Yeah. And he wasn't in the car. Casey gets out of the car, finds him buried in the snow. And pukes. Yep, and then starts puking the white shit. And he's still alive, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then all these fucking little children come out of the woods. And the mom is, like, scared. And yeah. she's, like, she had seen Casey puke. Yeah, but she still was, like, was, like oh my it. God. was still, like, get in the car. Get in the car. It's begun. And it's, like, wait a second. Like, how would she know? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's done for the viewer. And then, like, she wouldn't let her in the car for, like, a half a second. Right. And she's, like, Mom! <laughs> And she finally lets her in. She's like, okay, like we're going to die together. Yeah. And then uh, they drive off. Yep. And then the little kids are just standing there in the snow. I just felt like someone should have got a shotgun out and was like picking them off. Mowed them down. You goddamn mother <laughs> Get the fuck off my... <laughs> it's like the guy who owns the cottage. He's like just out hunting them. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a Vietnam vet like we did in that story. Uh, what was it? The Poodle Massacre or Suburban oh, Poodle your, Massacre. Your grave, your grave plots. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we do have another movie to talk about. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on that movie and if you think it was believable or not. Do you think it's too high of a score for a seven? Is it more of like a six? I think it's better than average for sure. Like, I've seen so much worse films than that. I wish it, it could have gone a little bit further. That's all. But I think they did a pretty good job for what they had. Um, we do have Super Dark Times from 2017. And what is it all about? What well, is it about, Alex? Well, it's about a bunch of teenagers named Zach and Josh have been best friends their entire lives. But when a gruesome accident leads to a cover-up, the secret drives a wedge between them and propels them down a rabbit hole of escalating paranoia and violence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, some of the the director on this is their feature film, the de- directorial debut for a feature length. Uh, he did another movie called, uh, it's like III, so like the Roman numeral oh. three. Yep, the Dollar Tree. We have it. Do we really? I think we do, yeah. Anyway, it deals with family addiction, and it seems like he he likes to really kind of like tackle movies that have some sort of element of like some bond, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot. He's really into the character work and things like that, so. What's his name? Kevin Phillips. Oh, okay. So, did I say it? Oh, okay. (laughs) She's like, no, you didn't. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Anyway, he did other movies. Um, He actually did... Some some short films. He even did a short film that this movie is in the same universe for. Oh. So. Yeah. The writers on this film are Ben Collins and Luke Petrowski, who were in uh, and actually wrote for the movie The Night House. Remember that? No. Hellraiser. Siren. So quite a few films. They're, you know, they're pretty big writers, actually. Those are some pretty big titles to be attached to anyway, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, when I say Hellraiser, I mean the most recent one on Hulu, <laughs> by the way. So. Oh. Um, but some of the cast in this one is Owen Campbell, who plays Zach. He was in X, which was that Mia, oh, Mia, Goth, Mia Goth movie from 2022. 
and uh, also Candyland, which I've been told to watch, and I'm, I've got it on my list, buddy. So if you listen to the podcast, I got you. I saw you. I'm reading you live, loud and clear. Someday, someday we'll. No, come. it's on my list for sure for this year. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's a 2023 film. Oh, okay. Anyway, we got uh, Charlie Tahan, who is Josh, the best friend. He was best known as the one of the trailer kids in uh, Ozark. The cousin. Yeah, on Netflix, the TV series, anyway. Uh, he was also in I Am Legend, which was a big movie uh, he started out with. And uh, Frankenweenie. So, I saw that. Yeah, we also have Elizabeth Cappuccino, who plays the girlfriend. She was in Next, the TV series, Tom Swift TV series, and Orange is the New Black TV series. We also have Amy Hargreaves, who was the mom, who I really liked in this movie. She was in Blue Ruin, which is a pretty good indie film about, I think she played the sister of this guy in the movie. But uh, she also was in Homeland TV and the new slasher movie that I just reviewed that's coming out for most of you guys in January called Founder's Day. We also have Max Talisman, who plays Daryl, who was also in Orange is the New Black TV series. He was in Blacklist TV and Marry Me movie. We also have, last but not least, Sawyer Barth, who plays Charlie, the middle schooler in the movie. He was in East New York TV and the Kids Are All Right TV series. Now, I don't know how much it cost to make this film, but they had a box office total of 33000 which means that it was probably popular at the festivals. Oh. Uh. So that's where they get that price usually because a wider audience would have easily brought that up higher. Anyway, Christina, what did you think of this film? This movie is super dark, you know. That's why it's in the title. How many times are we going to joke about this? I don't. I can't it. By the way, this is her movie that she chose. She's been wanting to watch this for a couple of years. I saw someone recommend it on TikTok. Right. <laughs> and now I am regretting that decision. Why? I, I thought this was a little bit slow. And it was, I don't like the teenage boy thing i think they leaned in on into that a little bit too much Wait, you mean the authenticity of it because <laughs> it's pretty good actually for a teenage boy i thought it was kind of disgusting yeah well that's how teenage boys can be sometimes yeah but i again i felt they leaned in a little bit too much on it they didn't need to lean so hard on it jesus fucking christ uh, I, don't know. I think kids are too stupid and dumb and young to... they stretched out the teenage boy thing it was a little bit slow i did like they did a good job um, displaying like the paranoia, the paranoia, and how paranoid he was. And they did a good job at that. It was it was very suspenseful. You didn't know, like it, it, you know, you didn't know if he was actually being just extremely paranoid or if he was onto something. Mm. When we get into spoilers, remember to tell me there's some key points that I think weren't as strong as they possibly could have been. Right. There's I can some, see that too. Some 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 points they were trying to make in the film that was like subconscious. It wasn't like a yeah saying it out loud like you just said. He's paranoid. They yeah. didn't say that in the film ever. Well, no, but you could see he was because right. He but was, that's what I'm saying. There's a couple hyper focusing on on things that really couldn't have been true. Mm -hmm. But he he thought that that's what was going on. So he just like hyper focused on it okay. until he could figure it out. So you like the main the main lead. A lot. I think he did a good job at displaying the paranoia, 
paranoia. And he didn't talk and a lot was, either. Which and makes it was it really sus- suspenseful. I did like how it was in the 90s and they didn't outright say that like at the beginning. But it's like you knew it was the 90s when they picked up the, the landline <laughs> and you were like, oh, OK. What's this relic? OK, this is probably 1994, 1995. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole 96, time. 96, by the way. Oh, oh, I was close. Yeah. I was close. But they played Moby. Yeah. All so. the songs that came out that year. Some of them yeah. were on the cusp, but it was a little. Yeah, it figures. But I didn't like too much. I probably won't watch it again. I gave it a four out of ten. Really? What about you? Holy I know, crap. I know you liked it though, because you like shit like this. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a really cool. Um, you know, I think it. I think the acting in it was really good. Like, I, I know why the director likes to do like slow, kind of not so talky and loud movies where it's like moving too fast, because that's not how people are always to each other. You know what I mean? They like when you get to know somebody, you just kind of like say certain things sometimes and you're in your own groove. But I thought that they approached how the the kids were in the nineties, like really well, mm-hmm. like extremely well. Like I could remember my friends and I talking stupid shit like that back then, because that wasn't what we would do nowadays. It seems foreign and weird. Um, but that's how it was back then. And I, I don't know, like some of the dumb shit that they were talking about, in, in like when they were like walking in the fields and stuff together in that stand by me moment in the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, OK, this is, you know, this is cool. I like this. Um, I liked that this movie had a twist to it. It has like a twist that I was not really super keyed in on. But I, right. you know, I do think that they kind of showed their hand a little bit. Too much? Too soon, maybe. Oh, I see. And that's where I'm talking about some of these points that I'm talking about that they were trying to make. To make you have that sort of dilemma in your head, whether you it was him, it was one of the characters or the other character that was going on, because the paranoia plays into the the story of this movie, and we don't want to explain why, but the accident happens in the movie, and it's one of those things where you know it's coming, mm-hmm. and you just don't want to watch that part for mm-hmm. some reason because it's too real, and they do a pretty decent job of making this real. <laughs> yeah, they real. really did. That's what I like also about this film is that it kind of feels like very realistic in, in so many ways. So when that moment happens, when that stuff kind of happens, it is like jarring a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that towards the end when things get a little wilder, um, I don't want to say how, we'll, I'll get into details in the spoilers, but it, it, it did get a little unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't, like you could tell they didn't oh, spend yeah. as much time on the end as they did the middle and the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the end wasn't as polished as it could have been. Even though they had to wrap it up and they didn't really. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. They had like eight drafts of it. I know that. Oh, really? So, yeah. I mean, they didn't fuck around with this, this, this thing. It's just hard to wrap a film like that up with the certain object that's in the movie. Yeah. Without doing it. Right. Seeming a little like silly. Ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying they did a really good job for what they did and it's not an easy task. So, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I I really think this is a pretty decent film. I did get the vibes in this movie. The thrill was there. Um, some people are going to really hate the long gaps in between conversation because the lead character, he doesn't really speak a whole lot, but he's very poignant in some ways. Like he doesn't really tell his mom and the people around him everything so it's a little annoying for those who are like because he's a latchkey kid is that what that is yep what do you mean by that go ahead and explain a latchkey kid sure it's where your parents work 
So after school, you go home, so you spend a lot of time alone. Ah, okay. Well, I did that. You were a latchkey kid. Well, no, my dad was always at home at work in the basement, but I, yeah, I wasn't thing. allowed to go down there. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't there, so yeah. latchkey kid. You okay. let your kid in the house. A kid I has thought a we key. were all feral and when we were in the 90s. We are. You've never heard that term before? Yeah, I've heard it, but I just wanted you to explain it oh, okay. so that other people know. You can't just assume other people know. Oh, yeah, I know. We've got different I demographics know. of people listening, and you want to be as, uh, you know. Right. Come on, Christina. Shut the fuck up. Quit being high. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're getting super thought uh, thinking about this movie. But yeah, I don't know. I liked how um, thrilling it was. I liked the vibe of it. I thought it was a pretty damn good film. I, I thought it was perfectly fine on the slow parts because I was engrossed in the film. And this is coming from a guy who sometimes like has a hard time watching slow movies anymore. So right. it, it obviously did something right. Because I had done a lot of work last night and then watched the movie. Oh, you watched it straight through? Yeah, I did two videos that were 40 minutes long each mm-hmm. and then watched that movie. Oh, wow, look at you. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I thought it was boring, I probably would have passed out. But I didn't. And I was engrossed in the film. And I think it, it deserves some credit. Now, it did kind of remind me of summer of 19 or summer of 84, which you saw. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? You weren't a fan of it as much as I was. There was a lost kid. That's all I remember. I think you gave it a 6.5. You told okay. me. I don't remember. Anyway, it reminds me of that, but Summer of 84 came out after it. So if you like these two films, you might want to consider watching both of those. Oh. If you've you not seen one or the other. You know what I mean? Oh. Highly recommend. Definitely in the same vibe. I feel like Summer of 84 did it a little bit better. And so for that reason, I'm going to give this one a 7. It was a 7.5, but I, I I would watch this again. Um, I could see people giving this a 6 very easily or an 8. I You know, it's one of those films that, like, people will... I think the acting is really good in the it. The acting is really good. And I thought the direction was really good in it, and I thought the, the pacing, the look, the vibe, the feel, everything was running pretty good. Um, I almost wanted to give it an 8, and then I had to, like, sit and think about it. And it was the end third act that is great. It's fun. It's it's entertaining and it's interesting. But I had to be a little bit more specific to myself about it. And it did kind of flow a little funky for me. It wasn't exactly perfect. It was still thrilling, so it still pulled it off. Right. It was just a little shaky and I'm being ultra picky here. Mm -hmm. But I have to think like that when it comes to feeling out things. Right. I could very easily... I would love to pick this film up. You know what I mean? I would love to add it and probably do it as a double feature with Summer of 84. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, it would be the perfect double feature. It would be. Um, But, yeah. What do you think, Christina? No. I'm good. You Um, don't think that you think the seven's way too high? I think four's way too low. No, no, because I know a lot of people like this movie. They, like, really like this movie. Right, but... I just on a level of just the f- the pure filmmaking. This is why I feel like it's too low. I'm not criticizing you. I'm not trying yes, to make fun are. of you. Yeah, you are. But this is why I have issue with that. And I would take pause with what you said. Is that I would probably say that I focus on the other elements of the movie more than you. Right, so because you didn't get bored. Well, not just that. It's like the crafting of it. I mean, physically, the acting, the sound, all of that stuff is well above average to me. Okay. So f- giving it a four 
just because I wasn't like a fan of it feels a little low. You know what I mean? So I would a minimum give this a five if I didn't like it. Guess I'm a bitch. <laughs> if I was like too much, if it was too much. Fours and threes typically are movies that anger me a little. Not 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 anger me. Threes definitely anger me. Well, if I won't watch it again, that you know I I base the movie on my preferences. That's fine. Just I'm just giving you my opinion okay. why I, I vote the because way I do. This is this is my score, okay? I'm not I have no issue with that, but that's just how I score. Are you things. sure about that? Because we're still talking about it. Obviously, I wouldn't have you on here if it bothered me. That's for damn sure. Really? Because <laughs> we don't agree on shit. Maybe you should have <laughs> me on here. Well, maybe you should get out of here, huh? Okay, goodbye. Kick her out, Murray. Let's go. <laughs> Anyway, so she and I, so since we got seven and seven last time, I think, uh, you gotta do hold math, on, shut up, my brain is slow. Five and a half out of ten. Five and a half. Between the two of us, so I think it deserves a lot more than that, but, Good you know, for you. I'm being a little picky. So you definitely would watch the other movie over this one. Yep. It was not even close. Not even close. Wow. Okay. See, it was really close for me. Like, I almost kind of leaned this way a little bit, but oh. I don't know. I don't, I like the theme of the, the other one more. Right. You know? This one's a little bit more ultra-realistic. Could be like a drama thriller. The, ki- the, the teenagers, if the teenagers were children and they got killed. Dude, this is one hell of an after-school special, <laughs> though. That's for sure, right? <laughs> anyway, we got some trivia that we got to talk about this film, and then we'll go over some of our favorite scenes. But if you want to check it out, it's on Tubi. I think it's better than a 5.5. If you like, like, ultra kind of serious movies that, that involve accidents with friends that is a little bit uncomfortable and uh, goes jumps the shark a little and goes a little wild at the very end. I don't want to say jumps the shark in a bad way. I mean, like, it really jumps in, like, what it does, period. Um, right. Like what it's about. Like it will, there is a twist in other words. So might want to check it out then. But if you know anything spoiled, here's your warning. So a lot of the actors are from New York and New Jersey. They kind of wanted that aesthetic anyway, because that's where he grew up, I guess. The director. Uh huh. Is on the East Coast. That kind of vibe is what he was going for. He said they wanted to have that sort of aesthetic, and that he said that he was very fortunate that the chemistry worked because uh, the characters in the movie, you know, didn't they didn't have time to get a like a chemistry test, like how to see they work together. Oh, that's not good. So yeah, it's a smaller budget film, so you know you got to kind of rush to get things done. Mm-hmm. But Kevin, the director, and Ben, the writer, have been buddies for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben had a dream and told Kevin about the the dream that he had, and was like, "It's about this thing, this movie about you know when they get into the accident with this like these friends are hanging out and one of them kills the other friend by accident with a fucking samurai sword, and they built off of that." And he's like, "I wrote the first draft in like f- five days," and then uh, Luke, who was the other writer who works with Ben, they're buddies too. They jumped on board for the second draft and then had about seven or eight drafts, like I said. Oh, okay. For the whole thing. And that oh, was wow. that was back in 2015. Oh, wow. They did it quick then. Yeah. So they shopped it around a little bit, you know, to, mm-hmm. to try to get some people. But they chose the 90s so that it was a little more pre-Columbine, pre-internet, pre-cell yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, to really kind of isolate the, the whole problem because... Right. 
you know, and it was cool. Like thinking back to when you got a private line, like if you got a private line, that was like a big deal. Yeah. I never your, got one. Your parents are rich. Yeah. I they never were paying got for one. two phone lines. Oh my God. Rich. But they definitely did respect my time on the phone. Right. So, but it was nice, you know. Right. Um, they chose, um, also they, they, you know, wanted to do the nineties because that was a subject matter that they grew up with in the nineties. So right. they wanted to be as realistic and get that with the characters, the aesthetic and everything. Like I said, mm-hmm. it is very nineties. Like it, it I first, not for a second to what I had told you that it was any other time. Right. Like it really feels authentic. Yeah, it does. Um, a lot of movies like, you know, you can kind of forgive it for some of the, you know, mm-hmm. it's like they either are way too eighties or, you know what I mean? Exactly. This was like the perfect balance in yeah. my opinion. This is what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the movie, um, Akira was also a big influence. Have you, have you seen that one? No. Akira is about the, it's like the oh, future. Oh, Akira. Akira. I thought you said Akira. I was no. like, what's Akira? Akira. Yeah. Yeah, Akira. You've seen that, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Where the, the younger brother's trying to be the cool yeah. kid and yeah. nobody accepts him. So then he gets wooed over by this like experiment mm-hmm. and then goes crazy. Right. Yeah. So they said that that was a huge inspiration. There was even a joking moment in like the interview where Chase, uh, who I think it's Chase, is it? Hold on. Charlie, sorry. Charlie Tahan was like told to watch that so that he could be like Akira. Um, You know what I mean? And uh, he's like, yeah, I never watched that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, oh, wow. He was like, it's a good movie, though. I I saw it later. And he was like, yeah, it's only the movie of a, do- a whole generation that, like, changed everything. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. They, they have, like, a really good camaraderie between all of them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the set and everything went really well. Like, everybody got along. Um, I would say that I'm sure Ch- Charlie's changed. Charlie Tahan seems uh, very not used to large crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, like, genuinely himself. He's a little bit shy. He was a little younger in the interview that I saw, obviously, than he is in Ozark, which he's much uh, older. Yeah. So he may have just been young at that time, you know, right. and it was a little overwhelming. Whereas Owen, the guy that played the other character, um, Zach, was way more like locked in and everything that he had to say. He said they were asking him. They were like, so. Owen, what do you think about this movie and why you wanted to act in it? And he was like, well, I, I just want to make movies. Uh-huh. I don't care about, you know, I, I mean, I just did what I had to do in the acting. As long as the story was good, I was down with it because I just wanted to see a movie that was like this. Oh. He's like, so I would love to make a movie. And I get the idea from him that he's really always wanted to just make films in general. And be a it's part of it. Just like me, I always wanted to make music and be in a band and stuff, but I never wanted to be the front Right. But we didn't have a singer, so I just did it. Right. And that's kind of how things go a lot of times when it comes to creativity. Right. You just do it because you'd love the sake of making something. Right. right. So uh, his char- his personal character of himself, it seems like he might be a director one day. So I would like to see it because he had like a couple of ideas in this movie, like the cast on his arm. Yeah. Was one of the ones that he was, it was his idea to do that. Oh, to put It wasn't on? in the script. Oh. And he was like, well, I punched the wall. That might actually hurt myself pretty bad if I did that as hard as I could. 
Oh. He's like, wouldn't that break my arm? And then he was like, huh, okay. That's what the director said. He was like, maybe we can change that. And he was like, you know, and then we put my when I put my arm up at the end of the movie and he's swinging the sword at me, it makes so much more sense. And he was like, you know what? You're right. We're going to fucking add it. So he's got that kind of mind. Right. Where to you make can, it better. To think, yeah, he's like thinking the overall yeah. thing of the movie. And both of them were like that. Charlie being a little bit more, or uh, a little more meek at the mm-hmm. situation, but still wanting to just be make the movie that much cooler. Mm-hmm. And so he that's what he focused on and that's what they they're they're kind of good at. Right. Cuz I think Owen really gets a lot of light on him because he has such a the dramatic moments. Um whereas Charlie in this movie I think towards the end gets a little wild, a little too wild for himself. Charlie the middle schooler? No, Josh, the character Josh in the movie. Oh, okay. He said Charlie. Zach is the quiet kid who has the cast. Right. Josh is the crazy one that we find out is a serial killer. Yeah. Which is the nice twist in this movie that I do like. Um, I did see it coming. Right. Of course you did. And the key points that I'm talking about and the reason why is because I feel like they could have pressed on Owen's paranoia a little bit more. Oh, you think? To make it more unreasonable that, you know, like he's being unreasonable. Like they do show him going to the party and him him getting mad. So it shows that he's jealous, but it doesn't say that he's paranoid, too paranoid. But I thought him going, finding out he was in the principal's, that uh, Josh was in the principal's office. Yeah. And then Zach going to the principal's office. I thought that was paranoia. I thought that that was just smart. <laughs> that's just deducing what is going on i didn't really get the vibe that he was overly paranoid in the movie see i did hmm. well i don't know that's weird i felt like they could have pushed on it a little bit more i'm not saying it wasn't there i'm saying that it just wasn't enough for me to be a believer right because even when that kid got killed off the bridge that like spiked his paranoia. Right, I knew when they were on the bridge and he dropped that rock that someone was oh, going yeah, over going there. Oh yeah, over the bridge. I yeah. knew somebody was going over there, but then the sword happened, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, that's... he even said people have died on this bridge. What did you like think about the scene? His head. What did you think about the scene when he stabs him in the neck? Dude, it's brutal because it's like they kept like dragging it out, and you're, you knew it was going to happen, but they were like, and then it was like, oh, I didn't know shit. who was going to yeah, get who cut. Was gonna yeah. get cut or killed but yeah him getting stabbed through the neck and then pulling it out and then and then daryl starts running like that was like intense yeah that was that was cool daryl's kind of a you know they really wanted to make him out to he was cartman super annoying yeah he was cartman the super annoying friend that you only keep around because you feel bad that they don't get along but you do get along with them in some way if you you're just more forgiving i guess right that's that guy yeah and that's what he was trying to tell Josh, because Josh hated him right. from the start. Exactly. He even said it, and then he died. So yeah. then the other guy he said he didn't like died. Yeah. And then obviously the girl is, I don't know why he killed the friend first. I would think his main target would be the girl. Because, I don't know, he, he tortured her by killing her best friend. That was the other issue I had, is that while I liked how brutal the scenes were with him hitting him with the sword, I was really like, oof, ooh, yeah. ouchie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh, no, 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 ouchie, ooh, ooh, he hit the bone, you know? Like, that's what I kept thinking. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So high. Someone's high. Oh, shut up. Um, 
I think that it was just a little too silly. Because why didn't he kill the other girl? That didn't make any sense to me. Like, the one girl that he's supposed to kill because he's jealous, right? He hates the other girl because she's just annoying and she's just kind of, I guess, the... Rich. Yeah, I don't know what it is. There's something about her that he just doesn't like. That makes sense. But I don't get why he wouldn't want to kill the other he, girl first. He was going to kill the other girl. Right, but he hit her on the neck. That's all you know. Because in the back, in the end of the movie, all you see is two... You see right. the, he had, like, smacked her in the back of the neck. It's not that easy to decapitate somebody, Alex. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. it isn't like that little dinky samurai sword I, he bought at the mall is going to decapitate her in one I'm slice. I'm pretty sure he's just a really shitty fucking samurai. You know? uh, well, he is a white guy from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not cutting fucking Philly subs, you dumb fuck. <laughs> You're not cutting a steak here. You're cutting a fucking head off. It's a melon. <laughs> Pull your head out of your ass there, fucking serial killer. <laughs> anyway, it just got a little silly for me, you know, because he busts, I understand. He busts in the window and like, I, it's all believable. I'm just like, it just seems a little weird that he would run away. Yeah. And then he goes to hide. And then like, I do like, I do like how they wrote in how uh, Owen was tricking or, Owen. sorry, Zach. I'm, I'm talking about the actors. Oh, okay. Zach, the cast kid, right. is like, I love you, man. Why are you doing it? And then he runs. Yeah, yeah. Like, shit like that, because he's trying to outsmart him, because... Right. Yeah. Put the guilt in his head. Right. But it's obviously very clear that he is um, more than fine with everything. I think he's just trying to play it up, right? Like Josh is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't know. It's just it's just a minor gripe stuff, you know, but I'm just pointing it out because that's probably some of the areas maybe somebody else has. You know, what was it? What was unrealistic at the end when she goes back to the fucking school? She covers her neck. Yeah. Well, no, after everything in my mind, I'm like, after everything that just happened to you, like you get kidnapped and like you're attempted murdered. You're going to go back to the same fucking school? I don't fucking think so. Well, and you notice what, who's not around is... Yeah, they didn't show Zach. Zach which made or no sense Charlie, because yeah. I want to know what happened to the other kid, too. Well, Charlie just got... He just got basically thrown on his knees and mouth raped every night. Like, What are you talking about? The middle schooler. Charlie's oh, the middle schooler. No, Charlie, I'm Josh think- is the guy who's the killer. Hold on, who's, hold on. The, the actor of Josh is, is Charlie. Charlie? I'm not talking about the actors because I watched a movie, so I'm going to use the character's name. His name is... Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, can you say that again? Uh, you're a piece of shit? No, that wasn't it. Uh, what? You're I, not going to get it out what? of me? I was what? You're not going to get it out of me? What was I? Something. <laughs> a pain in the ass. <laughs> All right, you were right, okay. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Thank Ooh. you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. You're high. <laughs> Why you gotta keep saying it, dude? What are you, a fucking narc? <laughs> <laughs> fucking narc, man. You're a fucking narc, bitch. Everybody's like, these guys are annoying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, I, I don't know. I like the ending in a way because it's kind of elusive and it makes you think. And I like sometimes when movies do that because you really, I don't think there, the, there was a message in this movie. I, and they even said they didn't really know what the message was and they were kind of struggling if there was a message or if there needed to be one. Anyone could be a serial killer, even yeah. your best friend. I mean, that's an obvi- 
obvious one. And the other one is don't try to hide bodies. Just call the fucking police, you dumbass, because it's never going to make your life better. Exactly. You're going to have to live with that forever. But you do understand how how one single lie can tear somebody apart to destroy themselves. It works. But like that works with with teenagers because they don't have a grasp for that yet. I really believe that. Oh, because they don't know how long life really is. Exactly. So yeah. they, they don't, you know, they don't realize. Right, yeah. I mean, I didn't know. Uh, I thought, you know, 40 was going to be like, oh, I'm halfway there, you know? Like, no, now it's over. Everything is dying <laughs> around me. everything's over. Everyone I know is going away. The world's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> I got hair on my I'm ass. More, I'm more afraid of turning like 85 and just no one being around, you Dude, know what I mean? I'm, and I'm stuck in this this state-run nursing home because no one will take care of me. Oh, Christina, stop. <laughs> that's, Jesus. That's, that's yeah. Mine's that's more is. like, I am thinking maybe I would just like greet you in the mornings at the dog bowl and uh, <laughs> you'll be feeding me out of it because I think I'm like Toby or something, my old dog. <laughs> Oh my god! And because I felt so much guilt for not how much I I didn't spend as much time with him as I wanted to, and I should have, and you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I come out every morning, and I'm I'm looking for my feed, and you like <laughs> you drop a little can of like you know Alpo Tuna on the Alpo floor. no Alpo yeah a little like dog actual dog food, and I'm eating it out of there. <laughs> I saw a fucking like, and it's not funny. I'm not making fun of it. It scared the shit out of me and my dad. We went in laughing because we're idiots and we were watching, you know, how like people lose their minds and stuff and like eat out of dog bowls. And we always make, oh. I, that's why I say that now because it's I, not funny. because I, I remember telling my dad, I was like, you better be careful when you're eating out of dog bowls. I won't be around, you know, like, <laughs> don't be mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we would say to each other you know, whenever we get in a fight or something, you know? Oh like, my gosh. But anyway, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen to anybody, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's scary. Like, that's scary to me is, like, to, to just go out like that. And, uh, yeah, happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're going out. Eating out of dog bowls. Yeah. <laughs> and I meant out of the podcast. That's how that's we're. Not, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> I hope you guys have a great holiday season. You know, I'll be online. I'll be on fucking YouTube and posting comments on social media. And stuff. We'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, fucking bomb over here. Fucking sc- no, speaking it's of Scrooge. It's, it's that joke, you know? Yeah, I know. It's that next year. Anyway, yeah, we'll see you next year again. Okay, Christina. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for a great year. We'll be back next year for this podcast on the first or second week of, or second week of January, excuse me. And uh, with a top 20 list of movies that you can check out that we watched this year that we loved. Please support it. It means a lot. It's the biggest way we grow our channel. I love you. Happy holidays. And as always, long live the boys.